New York City. What's good? This is the Leaders Create Leaders podcast. Your blueprint on how to build a brand, lead a movement, and create a profitable, impact-driven business. On this podcast, we'll dive into my personal stories building two eight-figure businesses and my evolution turning heart-led leaders into conscious millionaires. I'm your host, Gerard Adams. Let's go. What's good? Welcome back to the Leaders Create Leaders podcast. It's your host, Gerard Adams, and I have a special guest. And you guys know I don't like to do a lot of interviews uh, with the podcast. I only want to bring on leaders that I really feel can make a significant impact in where you're at in your life and in your business. Uh, these, uh, you know, Aaron is someone that I have so much respect for. He has been open arms as a dear friend, opened up his home to me. He has, uh, I just seen the way that his character is and the way he treats people. And he's also just an absolute world-class entrepreneur. He's the founder of WAGS Capital. It's a private equity investment firm uh, investing in just a wealth of just, it's multifaceted. I mean, so many different investments. Uh, but what I love is he's a he's all in. Like he's a such a powerful operator, not just a visionary. And um, his success speaks for itself. I mean, for a while, Aaron was someone who didn't necessarily need to talk. I mean, he was a results-driven entrepreneur, which I highly respect, but he finally is starting to share a lot more. <laughs> breaking the so silence. Breaking the silence. And uh, and we're, we're, we're uh, super blessed to have him on today. So Aaron, bro, Aaron Wags, thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. brother. I appreciate it. Really kind words. And uh, I'm just happy to be here, man. It's always good to spend time with G. Hell yeah. Good times. Yeah, we've had some good times together. <laughs> Vegas, Sundance. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said in the beginning, bro, I'm just, I have so much respect for you, bro. Like, honestly, as a father, as a friend, the way that you treat your peers, you know Appreciate what I mean? That. Like you, you like to give, man. You don't, you, you genuinely like you give from the heart. You're not a flashy dude. You're not out here trying to flex, you know, you actually genuinely are a person who enjoys working you're, pa it. you're, you're passionate about it. your projects you love to work you love to do good business yep. and uh and it's just it's inspiring man because especially because you're you're where you started you know like you were in the nfl man that's like that's <laughs> crazy that's a dream for a lot yeah. of a lot but of not for long yeah. i was there not <laughs> yeah. for long yeah <laughs> but yeah man it was a pinnacle it was a highlight it was a goal since i was a kid you know like growing up in canada being an immigrant coming to the United States with the only opportunity to go to school with, as you know, on a football scholarship. And then to reach that, even being a short stint, it was, yeah, it was awesome. It was just, I mean, it set the pace and the tone for just achieving. Mm. And that's so fulfilling on every level, right? Whatever your dreams are, whatever your goals are, if it's family, if it's relationships, if it's business, if it's athletics, just creating a pattern of winning and, uh, and setting the stage for success just breeds so much confidence, which, I mean, people don't understand, but that's the superpower is confidence. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. I'm reading a book right now. Um, the score takes care of itself. It's the uh, book that Bull, uh, basically for Bill Walsh, the coach of the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, when they won the Super Bowl and and um, just a just a unbelievable Super Bowl winning coach, you know, yeah. and, and like when I'm reading it and I just started the book. So by no means I, I know like everything about the book just yet. But when I started reading the book. What was interesting to me was like how he talked about football and he talked about the NFL, about being this like, like a business, right? Yeah. And the principles that he had as a winning coach, he, he was like, these are the same principles and the same philosophy that he would use to create a leadership mentality within any organization, in any business. And he talks about 
how you create that winning mentality, wanting to win, wanting to be perfect, even if you're not going to be perfect, but like striving Absolutely. for excellence. Absolutely. And, you know, the team, like working together as a team and like even in practice, like showing up and going hard in practice, right? Like playing as if it was a game. And he had so many other principles, um, a lot of which I'm still reading and learning, man. But like, how did the NFL shape you as a leader? Yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing is, is like you can talk about the NFL, you can talk about the CFL, you can talk about pro football, but you didn't develop that there. You got there because of developing those characteristics and those traits years preceding that, right? So it's like people always want to look and be like, oh, yeah, the NFL did that. Now, the NFL is is a, like you said, it's a business and there's a ton to learn at the professional level of anything, whether it's sports or business or anything, but it's the years and the hours and the days and the nights of practice leading up to that. That's really developing the character that gets you there so that you can be successful in that place. But yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, it's a brotherhood, right? You've got a team that you really, really depend on each person to do their job properly. You, you have natural leaders that step up both on the field and off. Everybody has roles. Um, and it's a lot like business. It's a lot, it's a lot like life. The principles absolutely transcend to life, to business, to relationships. So it's just one of those, it's, it's just another opportunity in life to be able to learn at the highest level with some of the most successful, most driven, most ambitious, and most disciplined people in the world. Wow. Awesome. Sick, sick. Oh man, I can imagine what that's like. So the Aaron that was the NFL, the athlete at that level to becoming a businessman, but like, were you always interested in business? Were you doing business while you were playing sports? Like yeah, what? hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So like, I mean, I grew up in a family where both my folks were, my parents were entrepreneurs. My mom, she owned her own hair salon. She cut hair every day, all day, but she always ran her own little salon. And my dad was this serial entrepreneur. And unfortunately, although he has like literally the best ideas in the world, <laughs> he just didn't know how to execute and he didn't know how to operate very well. And so he was kind of like a serial failure entrepreneur in a sense. I mean, he, he always provided for us. So in that respect, I, I want to say he was very successful, but his businesses never really did anything. Um, and so I learned a lot from both sides of that. Right. And I always had this entrepreneurial spirit. And to be honest, I never even seen my parents like have a job. So that was never really an option. Like for me, when I got into college, I wasn't allowed to work off campus because I was Canadian as an international student. And so I had to figure out like side hustles while I was still in college playing football. And I talked to one of my buddy's dads into putting a down payment on a house. And I knew that I had like all these teammates that got a scholarship check on the first <laughs> every month. So I pack them into rooms and I charge them rent per bed, like for bunk beds. I'd wow. have like three sets of bunk beds charging people 250 bucks for a bed for a month. So I was, I had one bedroom was bringing me 1500 bucks a month. My scholarship check was 400 bucks a month. I'm driving a 1984 50 CC Raz scooter, you know, <laughs> 250 pounds. And so I had to figure out ways to just kind of like eat enough calories to be able to get through practice. And the scholarly check wasn't doing it. So that was, that was a place where I just, I started to develop entrepreneurship and uh, yeah, we made some money on that house. I flipped it after practice. I was going and laying carpet and painting walls, putting in like pergo floors and stuff like that. And, and flipped a couple more, uh, started a business that we ended up selling um, while I was in college before I signed with the New York Jets. And so I've always just kind of loved business, loved hustling. And uh, it's just, it's my, it's my identity. I love it. Yeah, bro. I my, my wife asked me, when's enough's enough? Never. Never. <laughs> it's like, it's who, it's what drives me. It's, I love it. You love it. Yeah. That's unbelievable, bro. And uh, 
you know, you've just completely conquered like different, different opportunities. Like, you know, when I came and visited you at Sundance and I got to just see all the different businesses, you know? So like, talk to me, talk to me through about what your philosophy is for success. Sure. Well, I mean, success is absolutely in the eye of the beholder, right? I mean, it's totally relative to, to what, for me, success has a bunch of different like buckets, if you will, right? Like it's being successful as a parent and as a husband in a relationship, as a family man, completely different than being successful as a leader in, and an entrepreneur. And, um, and so those are very different things in terms of, um, overall success for me, it's just having that like winning in all facets of my life. And so for me, it's really important that as good as I am in business, that I'm that good as a dad, I got seven kids. That's like, that's crazy. Right. So yeah. like, I want to be that good for them in every part of it. I want to be that good in my relationship. I want to be that good as a friend. I want to be that good as a son. And so, um, but what I'm learning very quickly that that formula kind of boils down to just discipline, hmm. like discipline equals happiness and happiness, I think is what everybody wants to be called in terms of success. Like that's, that's the feeling that boils down to success. Yeah. Is, are you happy? And my happiness is very different than a lot of other people's, but there's a lot, when you get into the business side, there's definitely some very specific and definitive principles, I think, right. that, that are the formula for success. Yeah. So No, I appreciate it, man. And, and that's what I love about you is it's beyond business, right? Like immediately a lot of people will go straight into like what it means to be successful yeah. as an entrepreneur and in business. But that's what I respect about you. I mean, sheesh, just to lead seven children, you know, the way you are is, is, is like unbelievable. And I see you taking them to like, I mean, you've got every sport under the books that yeah, you're taking these absolutely. kids to practice. And, and I think what I love about you off camera, we talk about it is, is how you talk about your wife. You know, like I think every great man has a great woman by his side and you know, the way you talk about her, the way you see her as your queen and the way she holds it down for you 100%. so that you can do what you're great 100%. at doing, you know? And um, I think that's, that's a, that in itself is such a powerful partnership that you have. Bro. Thanks so, man. It's shout a, out to wife. you know, absolutely shout out to her, but I mean, <clears throat> the thing is about social media and the thing is about our highlight reels is that it makes everything look really easy and it's not relationships are super hard, yeah. just like business is hard. And, you know, we probably fight as much as any couple out there, but the fact is, is we care enough that we, we choose each other every day, you know? And that's the, that's the hard part. It's yeah. like, you get sick and tired, you get fed up, there's this, there's that. But if, if you can, if your love and your care and your concern and the investment over 15 years means enough, you're just going to wake up and you're going to keep on trying. And what was really cool to me is I, I was actually thinking, because LA traffic is crazy. I had a lot of time to think while I was driving. Yeah. And I was thinking about this today. With that Lambo truck. Oh, yeah. Man, I was thinking about this today. And, and one thing that kind of like hit me that I never really like thought about was, um, you know, my wife gets a lot of credit for taking care of the kids and doing really well. And she's really independent and autonomous so that I can travel and I can build and I can, you know, provide this lifestyle for us. But um, I was actually listening to a quick episode of uh, our mutual friend, Ed Milet. And he talked a little bit today on one of his episodes about um, people, our environment. So being environmental versus just mental. Mm -hmm. So our, our environmental game versus just our mental game and surrounding ourselves with the right people. And one thing that struck me about my wife that I've never even told her is that 
one of the keys to my success is beyond anything else is that she just a hundred percent believes in me. Mm. That's it. Like she, I've never, that's never wavered. Wow. She just, from the very get go, when I was playing football and I was telling everybody, it's like, Hey, pros go going for broke, like left school with six credits short. Like I'm going to do this. Like her dad laughed and was like, kind of rolled his eye. Like kid's a dreamer. You're going to marry this kid, you know? And yeah. she was like, she believed in me. She believed in me a hundred percent. And then when I started a, a business and it was like, we were leveraging ourselves to the hilt to do this and to do that. She believed in me and she's <laughs> always believed in me. Yo, that is so powerful. It was because I've big. been in relationships where I've had my girlfriend not believe in me. Like when I started Elite Daily, I got judged by my girl. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you, who, like, you know, I, I've had that feeling of like being with a partner who, you know, downplays your dreams or doesn't fully, fully believe in you, even yeah. when it seems impossible. And uh, and that shit hurts, man. And and when you have someone that truly believes in you, like it's crazy, especially when it's like the woman that's by your side, because now you want like you believe in yourself, but now you want to go like you. There's no stopping you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that extra. I it puts know. wind in your sails, right? I mean, here's here's the deal. The world is going to be tough. There's people who are going to kick us in the teeth at every corner. Oh, yeah. And the last thing we need to do is just like having enough energy to get through all that shit every day yeah. and then come home and have somebody else that we really, really, really care about and respect and 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 value how they think and what right. they think about us. Tell us that it might not work or tell right. us that you're not good enough. Like that's a deal killer. bro. Hell yeah. So like for people that are asking me some of the simple formulas for success in any part of your life. One of the things is absolutely who is your partner? Who is your significant other business partner relationship? Do they believe in you? Yep. And as a parent, like I was literally just in Puerto Vallarta on a family vacation. One of my best friends that I grew up with in high school, we've stayed in really good contact. He said to me, um, he said, Wags, dude, I always knew you were just going to crush it like in life. And I was like, how? I was just a stupid kid that was like loud and <laughs> you know just doing crazy shit all the time and he's like because you had a superpower and i was like what, what was the superpower and he was like confidence like crazy superpower like confidence and i was like man i thought about that and um i mean one 100 that comes from my mom because just like i'm talking about my wife right that's who she was for me for the first 23 mm. years was like my parents you know we had nothing we lived on welfare but what she gave me was like the best it was you can do anything yep. you can you can have it all yep. it doesn't matter and so when i talk to people now about like that formula or what it take like make sure you have those people in your life and if you're a parent everybody's going to tell your kids they can't they can't yep. this isn't going to work like you don't need to be that guy right what you need to be for your kids is confidence yeah. superpower superhuman confidence <laughs> yeah. tell those I fucking kids that. they can do anything yeah like look you that. raise kids from the time they come out if you tell them the, the sky is green what color is the sky green it's green <laughs> so tell your kids what you want them to be and instill that confidence in, yeah. and that's what we need around us everywhere you know and i believe in that you know it's just cool and i see a lot of young kids on the come up right now that are just that have that confidence. There's one young buck that I follow. His name's King Na. He's getting a little big now. He's kind of, cool. I think, I don't know. He may be, you know, 17, 18. I'm not sure how old he is at this point. I see, I see he's like matured, but I've watched his, he's, his father empower him because he wanted to be 
a speaker. Yeah. And since he was like, I mean, he must have been on Instagram, bro, at like six years old, eight years old, <laughs> spitting shit about like kids who make fun of him about his sneakers. And, and then he would take that and he would just speak out about like really the wisdom, like yeah. a young, young wisdom that his father, because it's from his father empowering him and That's teaching awesome. him because the father didn't have that. And now like 10 years later, he's on some of the biggest stages. He's one. He's an unbelievable speaker. And I've just watched from an, as an observer what it what who this kid has become yeah. because of the father empowering him and believing in him and letting him shine you know so it's it's all how it's many amazing. how many kids are out there that had his potential and just had a parent that told them they couldn't right like that's sad to think about yeah you know and it's like we can't be that absolutely not i mean the leadership that is needed in the home i mean a lot of people out here are trying to they have these dreams they want to go lead lead your business you want to go you know, and make millions of dollars mm -hmm. and have the have the lifestyle and have the financial freedom. But it's like you gotta start by being a leader at home. Hundred percent. You know, I mean one, it's it's the most important part because that's that's the foundation that's going to help you be your best self everywhere to everyone else. But it's the exact same principles too, right? I mean if you're a leader in your business, like you want to make sure that your employees know you believe in them yep. and that you need to be empowering them. That's Those are the best leaders in the world. There's the ones that can get their employees to be doing more out of passion and love and care than any other means of motivation, right? Or incentive. 100%. So, 100%. Yeah, it's awesome. Some of the best in the world, that's what they do, you know? And uh, our buddy Ed talks about this a lot too, so it's, it's cool. So I want to talk a little bit about um, getting into the actual business side of things. First of all, I've just... I've watched you and I always talk about building a movement and I've watched how you have built your companies. And it reminds me of the way that I think of building a movement and the philosophy around building a movement in the way that you're, you're, you have priorities, you have the discipline to execute on your priorities. You are very particular with where you put your money and it's got to be a great product. Yeah. You know, it's got to also have structure around providing an amazing customer experience, right? hundred percent. And you have processes, you have a system that seems to be working because that's the only way that I see this crumble <laughs> cookies. You know, you went from like one that you showed me at Sundance to like literally all over the nation. I don't know how many yeah. franchises you've expanded to. You know, you're you're about people, right? So it's yeah. like really making sure that you care for the people that are taking these franchises, the people that are working at these franchises, all the way down to the customers. Yeah. And and ultimately, you have created. You know, you've hacked the word of mouth, right? It gets to a point where, you know, you, you I can see from the branding that in in the product that people absolutely love crumble and yeah. it's created this movement where now like all the hard work that i've seen you have to do in the first year to get that product in place to get the right people in place to get the right processes in place to understand the right profit model for it to make sense you know financially um, all of these things your priorities to make this all work and now you're getting to a point where it's kind of taking a life of its own oh yeah 100 i mean everybody's kind of heard it nail it before you scale it, right? So you absolutely have to have those processes in order in any business. And for us, our multiple brands, that's been something that I've always done, which some people in business will say like, ah, oh, it's a little bit of cart before the horse, like spending money before you have all the money coming in. And for me, I've just known that whenever I take anything on, I just don't want to do it small. Like I want to go big. 
And you absolutely have to have the infrastructure to be able to support that. And by infrastructure, I mean the people mm. because scale is all people. It's human capital. That's where you invest. You bring on the right people. You always hear this, get them on the, get the right people on the bus, figure out where they're going to sit. They're going to switch seats. You're going to, you know, you're going to let people off. But the fact is, is you got to get the right team around you. And then from there, yeah, like, you know, if it's a real estate deal, very different. If you're going into food and beverage, like a lot of our food and beverage portfolio companies, it's product, but it's product coupled with experience. I tell people now, right now, in almost any product business that you're getting involved in, it better be experiential or you're leaving so much on the table. Like you can have a great tasting cookie or a cupcake or whatever, but if that packaging and that, uh, you know, presentation, and if they're coming into a brick and mortar, that store and your employees, everything about that needs to be so experiential that one, it's not forgettable, it's memorable. And two, it's absolutely socially organic and Instagrammable because that's like, that's our, you talk about word of mouth advertising or marketing, right? That's everything right now. Yeah. I mean, talking about building a movement, organic movement, this crusade, this, this passion with purpose that comes from making everything experiential for people. I love that, man. I mean, I, I didn't even think of that. And I'm like, you know, as you say it, I'm like, man, I think of all these businesses because, you know, the people are saying brick and mortar is dead. Yeah. Right. Amazon's taking over everything. And like, you know, you have every, everybody saying like brick and mortar dead, but you, you have completely proven that that's not true, but you have to evolve. Absolutely. You have to evolve with the times. Yeah. And I, and, and I agree with you, right? It's like, how, how can you, if you're listening to this in any, in any industry that you're in, right? Even if it's a digital product and it's not brick and mortar, but how can you focus on making it more experiential? See, here's what I see. The big issue is with people who say they want a movement, they want to build that empire yeah. and the people who actually build the movement is a lot of people. And these are people that I've seen that have actually like they've gotten rich, right? It's like new money is everyone's focused on just getting new customers. Like they'll just focus on how can I get new customers? How can I get new customers? How can I get new customers? Marketing, marketing, marketing. Yeah. Because sales cures all. Right. That's what, sales people cu- like, right. That's what yeah, they think, that's right? It. But they don't think about like, how do we keep our customers coming back? Yeah. Like the frequency, like how do we get our customers to become raving fans about what you're we're nailing, doing? You're nailing it right now. That's the secret formula. I mean, look, Mrs. Fields has been selling cookies for years. How often does the average customer go take a, eat a Mrs. Fields cookie at the mall or whatever, right? I mean, maybe once a month, maybe once every couple months. I don't know. But look, you change the game by one. Now, yeah, we have a brick and mortar location that has incredible design. It's very experiential. You're bringing your kids in. You're seeing the cookies being made, open kitchen concept. You're smelling it. It's a really cool, clean design. But now on top of that, we have a rotating menu. So now the person that's typically maybe just buying a cookie once a month because there's a static menu, now you're every week, you've got four new specialty cookies that come out every Monday and nobody knows what they are until that Sunday night. And they're like, holy shit, I want to try that one. I want to mm-hmm. try that one. So now you turn in that person, that that customer, instead of being a once a month or a once every six week customer, they're a once a week customer. Yeah. And you, you nailed it. It's like, hey, how do you get the customers? Great. But how do you get more bites at the apple with that same customer? Right. Vertical integration, ingenuity, experiential marketing. That's the stuff. Like even right now with our taco and tequila bar we're opening this weekend, it's like, yeah, there's a million taco places. You yep, go on yep. every corner is a oh, taco place. Million. But in our place, you're going to come in, you're going to get the best presentation, the best service. And then over and above that, 
you're going to have this really, really cool, cool experience, experience where you're like going down. A, it almost it's like a speakeasy. It seems like you're kind of, you know, Mexican drug cartel, like rock tunnel, <laughs> like got a little mannequin, lets you in through a trap door. Yeah, we got to do a meet up there, man. You know, 4,000 square feet of just like swanky Vegas in the back. The best experience you oh, can I think of. I can't wait. What's the but name of that? It's called Mas Por Favor. That's and that, so, yeah. yeah, we're opening in Las Vegas. This is going to be a national concept for us. And, uh, but again, experiential. Yeah. People are going to people are gonna, love it, bro. Yeah, they're going to think about it. They're going to Instagram it. They're going to share it. Yep. I mean, you already see we're not even open. We get thousands of shares. Yeah, right no, now. You're, it's unbelievable. So I want to move the conversation to something that I've noticed. If you guys are not following Aaron, you need to follow Aaron. And the reason why I say that is because this guy has such a wealth of knowledge. If you, as you can already tell from like, you know, our conversation, um, he is a, a true leader of of the word, a true businessman, a true, like I said, just a great human being, like a person who genuinely cares from the bottom of my heart. If you have an opportunity to meet him, he's going to treat you, you know, he's going to treat you so well. Thanks, um, man. But the thing is, is like, he's de- he has, he used to not let people into his circle, right? Like you had to like meet Aaron and you, you would see this heart and you would, you would get this knowledge. And he didn't really, like I said in the beginning, show like share, like publicly, like yeah. social media wasn't the thing. And I relate to that because as you guys know, I've been an entrepreneur for 18 years for, I think it was like 12 years of my career. I had never shared anything on social media. I was always the person that was like behind the scenes, letting my success do the talking. And I just had this like resistance about being the person that needed to show off or be on Instagram and talking all this stuff. And and I kind of got to a point after my exit of Elite Daily where I said to myself, I remember seeing Ty Lopez and I remember seeing these people and I was like, and to be honest, at that time, now not at that time, I started hating. Like I was just like, yo, there's a lot of these entrepreneurs out here that are flexing out here, but I'm like, what have they actually done? And it's nothing. Fake flexing. Yeah. Fake flexing, like entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and just really doing everything they could to just hack young cats to like bite you know, bite the apple Low hanging and then fruit. teach them shit that they haven't even done in their life or they just started or they're just regurgitating Giving them book. busy work. Yeah. yeah. It was like crazy. And it really drove me nuts. So that's when I started to really start Leaders Create Leaders, right? In the past five years, I've traveled the world, sharing stories, built an incubator in an inner city, working with kids, you know, and just been coaching and accelerating a lot of entrepreneurs yeah. through real business. But you know, I, I related to you because I know like now you actually are making a stand. You're coming out. Talk yeah. to me a little bit about what that process. Yeah, you know, I I mean, I definitely just see the vision. By the way, what you're doing is fantastic, man. I mean, that's why I really care about you. That's why we're close friends, because I see the real you like and I have a lot of close friends that are like, you know, they're out there, but they're different off camera. This is you. This is G like all the time. And I love you for that, man. Thanks, so brother. just, you know, thank you. Um, you're hundred percent right. I had a, I had a stigma of the fake flexing, the entrepreneurs of this, you know, in my mind, it was always like those that can't do teach. Mm-hmm. And so, especially everybody's trying to monetize like the low hanging fruit, mm-hmm. these kids, it's almost like, felt like exploitation to me. Yeah. And what changed that for me was, um, guests and people like you were like, Hey, come on my show and just rap with me and kind of share and whatever. And, and so I started doing that on other people's content and their, their platforms. And I was getting so much incredible positive feedback from people where, I mean, hundreds, thousands of messages of people just like, Hey man, that was so inspiring. And your story is this, and I can relate here. And I can, and I thought to myself, man, you couple that with the hundreds or thousands of DMS or messages or texts that I'm getting where people are like, Hey man, I've been told I'm reading the book, 
to find a mentor. I'd love for you to be my mentor, or I want to take you to lunch and pick your brain and this and that. And I think to myself, like, man, I would love to be able to give back to that, but like, I'm trying to keep seven kids alive. Like at the end yeah. of the day, like if they got a pulse, I won that day, right? Yeah. And then I got businesses and I got stuff going on and I just can't, I just don't have the bandwidth or the priority to make them part of my life. And and with all that positive feedback, it really inspired me to at least just share more of my story and just what I'm learning, the ups and downs. And the more that I've shared it, the more positive feedback I've got. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's negative too, right? But it's like, for me, that's been super inspiring. And so that's why I've become a little bit more transparent, a little more visible is I feel like that's maybe a way at scale that I can give back and that I can mentor right. and that I can share and help. And it's fulfilling, right? I mean, I'm super sure once fulfilling. you finally started stepping into yeah. it and not giving a, you know, really caring about what everyone else is doing out there, yeah. like maybe doing it for the wrong reasons, but you know, you, it feels good when you actually finally start to share and you know that you touch someone's life, you know, yeah. and you really have inspired them. And I get those letters, man. I get those DMs, man. It's awesome. and, it, and it's, it feels really great. You know, mm -hmm. the show for a long time, I was like, is this worth my time to be yeah. traveling and telling all these stories? And I didn't monetize for years. Yeah. I didn't monetize. I was going and interviewing. And people don't know how much time and effort oh, that is. I mean, so that's a much, lot. And so people want to hate and stuff. But it's like, dude, you're doing this for people and yeah. for free. And there's nothing wrong with monetizing any content. A lot of people do that. And I think it's incredible. People should. I mean, especially if you can find a way to pay your bills and grow something and doing it doing something you love that's the best yeah you know so i'm all about it i don't judge anybody even the guys that are exploiting this and that like people are just hustling and they're doing the best and and uh but i just i think it was my general like self-inflicted insecurities of like hey i don't want to be viewed that way right i don't want to be that I, way oh, right? i relate to that so and much. so i you know it's funny because people um they don't realize like how much you hold yourself back from the goodness of life and for other people um, just by like your own insecurities right. and self-inflicted <laughs> yeah. li limitations. Your own stories. Yeah, the stories you tell, tell yourself. yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, bro. And you're doing an amazing job too. Like I see you, you're starting to actually create content at scale. It's cool. It's lifestyle. It's raw. Thanks, it's results driven. I love it, bro. I absolutely support it. That's why I wanted you to come on here. Talk to me though about like the personal brand you know, what, what's your goal? Is it just to inspire? Are you going to try to, you know, create anything where you're going to bring people together? Do you plan on taking it somewhere? Like what is right yeah. now taking it day by day? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, really it's kind of the way I've always run my business is just, um, most of my early success was just being an opportunist, seeing an opportunity, capitalizing it, going, running, kind of figuring out, like jumping off the cliff and figuring right. out what you're going to do. Yeah. It's, it's been a little bit of that. So I've been inspired and pulled in a certain way and just started going down that path. I definitely don't have any like grand vision for the personal brand. Um, I know you teach a lot about it and it's mm -hmm. really important. Um, so for me, there's not a big grand vision other than to just share. Yeah. And I will say, obviously, like being super real and transparent, I'm driven by significance. It's, it's part of just being where I came from and who I am. And it's driven me to a lot of like my hard work and my, my successes. And so there's a absolutely an overwhelming feeling of significance when you do change people or when you do inspire, help yeah. or drive people that, that means a lot to me. It makes me tick. Yeah. You know, it's why I love being a dad too, because you can see so quickly 
how impactful you are on somebody's life, this little, this little person, right? Yeah, and, so, and it's crazy because it, it really does, like it gives you the fulfillment, it gives you the impact, the inspiration, mm-hmm. the significance, but it really does help you in business. Like, there's no doubt about it, if it hasn't already for you, created new business relationships, partnerships, collaborations, people supporting Absolutely. Crumble and now Mass Puff of Water. Puff of Water. You know, that like people are going to support your businesses. Yeah. Like, it just opens up doors. Deal flow has been incredible since I've kind of launched that personal brand and just put myself out there. It's not just being more visible and getting the collaboration from, you know, public figures that have large followings, but it's also part of the trust factor, right? I mean, when I talk about trust in business, everybody automatically thinks about integrity. It's like, will this guy defraud me? Will this guy steal from me? But for me, 50% of trust is competence because you can, you can totally have a hundred percent belief that some guy's not going to rip you off. But if I give you your my money and I invest in you, and you're just no good. You just suck. You're just not the not, not a bad a person. Jockey. You're not you a bad person. Did, not not no dishonest. <laughs> yeah. You just didn't execute. Yeah. You didn't win. And I still end up with a net zero. My my money's gone. It's the exact same net result as if you stole it from me. Right. And so for me, when when people are looking at my company, which is an investment firm, and I'm attracting investors, they want to trust that I'm a good, honorable guy, but right. they also want to trust that I'm competent. And, that you know what and you're so doing. absolutely. So it gives me a little bit of a podium or a platform to be able to talk. And when people hear you speak, I mean, anybody knows that has any kind of like bullshit radar meter. When you start talking about something you know about your industry, you can sen- you can sense really quickly if people know what they're talking about, if they've done business, or if they're just right. kind of like- Oh yeah, especially boom, now right? at this yeah. point in my career, like I can just- You got it. Oh yeah, for sure. You so sit and have me, a conversation with someone. I have this conversation, boom. I start talking about specifics. People are asking me questions about real estate. That's my core competency, building businesses, all these different food, and be- all these different facets of business. And now I'm instantly at mass able to transfer credibility to- people that are interested in being involved and being in business, both as partners with opportunities and businesses, but also with investors. So yeah. it's, I it's love it. Great. Yeah, man. And uh, it's just the beginning for you now that you're going to be, now that you're executing with consistency and you know, you know, I, I can hundred percent always support you lean on me, like as far as systems go and like Thanks, for man. content yeah. at scale, I've done everything wrong. <laughs> I can save you time, <laughs> energy it. and money. Trust I know me. nothing about yeah, it. I could trust. Yeah, for sure. Nothing. For sure. And then, you know, that leads me, I mean, obviously we're, we go into that a lot with, with our clients and in our workshops, but like you've been joining also you know, networks, right? Like Absolutely. Arte, you know, yeah. I, I've been considering that as well. Like I have so much respect. Andy Frisella has been on Leaders Create Leaders. I believe he was on season two, if you haven't watched it, Ed Milet, uh, like one of the most unbelievable leaders I've ever had an opportunity to sit with and bond with and I call a friend and he was season four, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys partnered up. You have been joining masterminds. I don't know if you've been joining others as well, yeah. but what's the power in joining a network a brotherhood, a mastermind. What is the power? Well, in it's one hundred percent proximity for one. Yeah, and just like Ed talks about the environmental part of it. Yeah, you need a support system, and quite frankly, like you just want to surround yourself. Like you're not going to be an eagle if you're hanging with turkeys, right? So, like for me, I just want to surround myself with people that have bigger vision than I do. Because you get in a place, and um, you think you're a big bad, whatever. Yeah, in a small town, or you know where I'm from. And then you, you, all it takes is walking into 
New York City and Manhattan and looking at all the buildings and saying, holy shit, somebody owns all these. Yeah. And I'm a, just a pebble on the sand. <laughs> yeah. But the same thing happens. And some people shirk from that and some people are inspired. And just so happens that like for me, I don't know if this is a healthy place or not, but like my whole life, when I saw somebody else doing something, mm. instantaneously, my first thought was, if he can do it, I can do it. Right. Because I'm just competitive by nature. Yeah. I believe I, I had that belief and that confidence in myself from a young age and still from my mom. And so when I see somebody doing it, it's like, well, it's possible. Yeah. So I can do it. Right. You know? And, um, and so for me, getting involved in these groups where there's fantastic leaders and there's people doing real shit, like that's super, super empowering for me. And it's practical. It's like, hey, I'm spending time. I need to recharge. Like when you're a CEO and you're running multiple companies, it's draining because you have to give all of that energy to your employees, to your team, to everybody, the customers. And who's supporting you. Yeah. And then where are you getting it from? You know, where, like, where are right. you taking some? Where are you getting your deposits? You know? Right. And so I'm able to go to some of these and just be really real and really transparent. And the cool part about life as you transcend into, I would say like, without sounding condescending, like the upper echelon of business people, yeah, what you realize is people become more and more authentic, more and more transparent. Yeah, 100%. Less and less like they don't fearful. Need, they there's don't no need, scarcity. There's, yeah, there's no, no there's surface nothing. level. No. You know, because, because you realize very quickly yeah. too, it's like somebody was saying the other day, like, oh, I, I don't really want to share that. You know, we're going to go to a pitch meeting and I'm telling this young entrepreneur, hey, these partners, these are really strategic for us. You need to share. I don't know if I want to share that. And my, I looked them right in the eye and I was like, no, no, no. That like has to go right out the fucking door. Like none of that can exist for you to be the best you can be because the most successful people in the world, they know that they could literally map out their entire formula and 99% of the people in the world aren't going to do it. Right. Because good ideas are a dime a dozen. Execution rules the world. We all know there's graveyards full of good ideas. Oh, yeah. So like for me, I just want to be around people that are going to be open. They're going to say, hey, here's my pitfalls. Here's my heartaches. Here's my dead ends. Here's my speed bumps. This is what I did. Yeah. And some of that I'm going to extract and I'm going to apply immediately. I come home from some of these things with <laughs> just pages and pages and pages <laughs> of notes. It's great. And then I got to try to implement them. You know? 100%. It's about the implementation. But just to make a point, you know, you are learning and that's the key, right? It's like joining these, but making sure that the leaders or the leader of the organizations that you're joining or that you're working with, whether it's whatever, a program, a yeah. workshop, a mastermind, whatever it is, are people that have the results in their life, 100%. right? Because if they do, I mean, they what is it worth to save the time and energy to learn from someone who's already made the mistakes. Invaluable. It's completely invaluable. invaluable. And then they're going to attract other leaders that are similar to you. Some that you're going to obviously have, get that competitive nature because they're they're more successful. And that's healthy because you're not the smartest person in the room anymore. Absolutely. You're learning and you have that not only proximity, but I learned this new word, which is propinquity. Did you ever hear this? No. This is like proximity with people who have things in common. The new word, propinquity. I just heard this one. I can't even say that, but yeah. that was really good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and, and I'll kind of wrap it up. I mean, I got two things, but like, I, I want to just touch on that a little bit. Like, what are your thoughts on the importance of, we have a lot of internet gurus. We have a lot of people that are yeah. just business advice is everywhere. What do you recommend? And what's your piece of advice for those out there that are looking for that mentorship yeah. and who they take it? So from? right now, I think absolutely we can be bombarded with, I mean, scroll your feed, 
you're going to just be like bombarded with all sorts of gurus and people and pitches and masterminds and mentors and coaches and whatever. And, um, and the fact is, is like, you really want to dive in. You want to associate, associate yourself with some of those, but you need to make sure, like you said, that those leaders are results driven. They have a track record because that's, that's the intake you're taking. And, and one thing that's really important to me that I learned a long time ago is that this free content, you're going to get a lot of it. It's fantastic. But the behind the scenes that most of the time you're going to have to pay for, that's where it's at. And, and quite frankly, like I learned the lesson a long time ago, you got to pay to play. And it, it's not just for content. It's not just for coaching, but the principle like, Hey, if I want to commit, it's a yeah, commitment. It's a commitment thing. It's a commitment thing. It's an investment thing. And it shows that, you believe in yourself 100%. as well. And these guys want to, you know, if you're a valuable leader, you don't want to spend this time all for not. And so you need to know people are all in. If you're just like, you know, if this is a $29 program, like, right. Yeah. What kind of real content are you going to share? That's invaluable. Right. right. So people like, if you want to be there, you got to pay to play. I learned that a long time ago. I mean, if you want to, if you want to have these relationship accelerating experiences and you want to hang out with the the wealthiest and most successful people, sorry, you, you can't call them up and ask them to pick their brain over lunch. You're literally offering them a $10 lunch for 20 years of experience. And I mean, that's not a good value proposition. So you better think of a, yeah. a better way to bring value to somebody. 100%. I get those all the time. Yeah. All the time. So, all right, brother, my last is just talk to me about what is your vision, man? Thinking about, you know, I don't, you know, maybe not, I don't know if you want to go into full on legacy where, you know, you're still so young. You're obviously building such an unbelievable legacy, changing the entire uh, trajectory of your family's lineage yeah. and the wealth that you're creating. You're in wealth creation mode. You're in impact mode. Yeah. I love it. I'm all in with you, supporting you in that. Um, I'm I'm so lucky to have you on uh, on on the team and be your friend. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, but like, what does this 2020 look like for you? What is the next 10 decade? We're in a new decade. What does this next decade look like for you? And the vision of Aaron Wags and Wags Capital. Yeah, um, I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit, man. I mean, True. the cool thing is, is that you know you see a lot of successful people and you think they have a definitive plan but they're kind of learning along the way and i've i've learned that the more people i've surrounded myself with this is really common and it's a great lesson for everybody especially yeah. young entrepreneurs we see people we instantaneously put them on pedestals yeah but these people are very common people they they have insecurities they question themselves they second guess and we all do that and the fact is is that as soon as you can make relate yourself to them and say, Hey, you know what? They've been there, but what was the difference? Well, they just kept going. And so they figured it out along the way. I mean, that's for me, I figure out a lot of it along the way. And, yeah. and for me, the most, what I've learned is some of the very most successful people in the world are just the best solutions. People, they're just figuring stuff out. They're always going to be problems. All businesses are a little bit broken. All relationships are a little bit broken, but they just stick with it, man. And they figure it out. So for me, my vision, hundred uh, percent. I know that I want to be more involved in my kids' lives. I want to be really impactful to them. I know that if I grind right now, I can set a stage and create a lifestyle that allows me to give the time that I want to. Um, my business philosophy and strategy long-term has changed so much. When I first started, it was, hey, I'll take money from anybody to write a check and I'll do any deal that I know I can make a buck. And now it's literally, who can I work with that I really, really enjoy working with? And what excites me and that's it like 
that's that's how I'm underwriting deal flow. That's how I'm underwriting investment partners. I'm just saying, hey, man, I, I want to have a great time. I mean, it's nice to make money and high, high five yourself in your office. But the only thing better than making money is making money with the people you really care about. And so I've decided that going forward, I'm tacking opportunities that really excite me with people that I really, really enjoy working with. And that's it. Special brother. Um, guys, unbelievable leader. Make sure you follow Aaron and uh, pay attention. I mean, he's got some unbelievable investments and brands that he's building in his portfolio. And it's, uh, and it's, he's literally just scratching the surface. Uh, so, uh, Thanks, man. man, thank you so much Appreciate for who it. you are in the world. I'm so excited about the fact that you are now opening up to the world, letting people in there's so much to learn from you, man. And you're still just getting started. I appreciate it, man. Uh, so shout out to you. God bless your family. Thank and you. uh, let's go get some dinner. Absolutely. We got a lot of cool things to do in the future, man. Let's do Thanks, it, man. Brother. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Another episode of Leaders Create Leaders. Please do me a favor. First and foremost, make sure you follow my man, Aaron Wags. Secondly, if you see a crumble cookies or you see a mass por favor, you go and get yourself a tequila shot. Let them know that you heard this heard this on Leaders Create Leaders. And uh, and I'll make sure you guys get hooked up. Make sure you send them a DM. Let them know that you saw that you heard this episode. Let them know what was impactful for you. And most importantly, please make sure to share this with your friends. Review the podcast. It goes a long way with allowing us to reach more people so that they can get the inspiration tools and uh, strategies for them to kind of just take their vision to, to the next level and uh, continue to keep crushing, guys. Peace. Yo, tribe, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to untangle more wisdom and gain clarity so that you can focus in on leading your movement. If you feel a connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends and please leave us a review. If you share your review and tag Leaders Create Leaders on IG, you'll enter into our weekly giveaway. Always remember, leaders create leaders.